0: This episode of the Cult Popshire podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch or get two extra exclusive podcasts a month, then please consider becoming a patron and joining us at www.patreon.com forward slash Cult
1: Everybody and welcome to a nice, exciting, out,
0: high energy
1: episode, uh, the calm before the storm of the Cold Pops podcast. The storm being the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is um, our film franchise Four Nights, which will be starting next episode and going for three weeks on before endgame. So to kind of, you know do something that was easy on us but still good content and still valuable for everything we
0: do is good content
1: that's true but well i know and that's my point is that we wanted to make sure that this was good content as well to keep up our consistency with the rest of our content that's what i'm saying yeah exactly yeah yeah um so we thought we'd do another fan mail episode it's a we've accumulated a lot since the last fan mail episode and I think I would like to do regular fan mail episodes. By regular I mean once every few months. Yeah. We just I think I'd in.
0: like to get regular fan mail, really.
1: Yeah, well that's true as well. <laughs> um I think that that I if if you're like, oh, they're doing it what a cop out, they're doing a fan mail episode. A lot of this stuff is is things that continue the conversations we've had in the the past you know, since November was the last time we did this. So this isn't just us talking about people who have emailed or messaged us, it's us continuing past conversations. it's
0: like a continue the franchise of conversations.
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Or just a continuing conversation. It's the same thing. Oh, I'm sorry
0: (laughs) for trying to make a joke about the podcast. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess there will be no
1: fun had on this (laughs) podcast, everyone. No, this is going to be... My water bottle fell over. This is going to be an exclusively fun episode, Richard. Yeah.
0: Now, if you want fun, go to go listen to a bloody true crime podcast. Yeah. Because this is going to be dark.
1: No. All right. <laughs> so one thing we didn't do on, on the last um, Fan Mail episode, something we've actually never done on the show that I wanted to start us off with, old Richard, Richie Bear, Richie Rich. What do you think of those nicknames?
0: Uh, I don't know. I just want to know what you're starting us off with.
1: I'm going to start us off with some iTunes reviews, uh, which Ooh. you get through a website called Chartable because iTunes doesn't show you reviews not in your country. So for a long time, we didn't know all of these were here, <laughs> um, which is, was delightful to find them. Uh, they all rated us five stars because you kind of have to, and we sh- we deserve it. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm going to read out a few of our iTunes reviews and then go through maybe 80% of the comments we've received in the last few months. All right, so this first iTunes review is from um, Territz Forever from the USA, uh, and they called their review a fun movie podcast. There you go. Already we're on the same Uh, He said... He or she, I don't know who it is. I never thought a pair of New Zealand boys would remind me so much of a few of my American college buddies. They're geeks, they're funny, and they know what they're talking about with film. That said, if I had to note a detractor, this is one we've talked about in previous episodes. (laughs) It's a good one to start with. If I had to note a detractor, it's that they are occasionally a little tone deaf on how raunchy they should probably go versus how raunchy they do go. I don't mind it. Like I said, it reminds you of my old friends, but it certainly won't be for everyone. If a SpongeBob meme, dead baby joke, film analysis, and those floaty New Zealand accents are up your alley, this is a podcast for you. Now, before we say anything, (laughs) he did rate us five stars. So So it's a positive review. This is fine. (laughs) <laughs> if he'd said this is a detractor and rated us three stars, I'd be like, you know not what you do. <laughs> because you basically, if you like a podcast even slightly, you should rate it five stars on iTunes because rating systems are very flawed. Yeah, five star systems are very flawed. Um, So I think we've talked about this on a Patreon episode. I don't know if we've talked about it on the main feed. Um, But when we read this review, Richard, neither of us knew... <laughs> Whether um, t- t- Tourette's forever was saying uh, we're tone deaf on how raunchy we should probably go, in the sense that we go too raunchy, yeah. or, or we're tone deaf in the sense that we don't go raunchy enough.
0: Yeah, that we stop ourselves from going too raunchy. Now, Be- because there's times where we've been like, oh no, I won't say that.
1: Yeah, uh, and also he mentions a, a dead baby joke, which I would I don't- never
0: make one on the podcast.
1: I don't, in real life, whatever, say la vie, but in the, on the podcast, yeah, I don't think we- No,
0: I don't think they're funny, I hate them.
1: Yeah. Not even I from like
0: an offensive point of view, it's just like, it's like that Jerry, Um, is it Tom or Jerry? The cat. Fuck Jerry. No, no, oh. the cat from Tom and Jerry, which one's which? Tom Cat. Yeah, okay, anyway, the one of him like looking down and they're all like edgy memes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah yeah it's just like oh cool it's it's this is what james gunn got fired from guardians of the galaxy 3 for yeah. you know that 2010 seats of humor
1: yeah yeah so we don't i don't think we do do baby jokes um if he is saying though that so what does, he, what does he say how raunchy they should probably go versus how raunchy they do go um i kind of pride myself on knowing where the line is <laughs> and so if you're saying we go too far I feel quite hurt by that because it's like, ah, oh, I thought I was pretty good at, at you know, reading a room. Uh, but he might be saying we don't go further enough. And if that's the case, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> rather stay at that pl- um, plateau than um, go too far, I guess. So if you're out there, Tourette's Forever, leave a comment on this episode. Let us know, clarify what you mean. Um, we'd love to continue the franchise that is that conversation. For- <laughs> hey, you're on board i'm on board i always was all right so this next one we've got well, this was a review from 2017 so we really haven't checked these in a long time um so this was before the show was even that good um <laughs> and this one's from if, if you think it is yeah yeah Max. <laughs> Max records from canada Marks records used to comment on us on our stuff on instagram a bit i think um he wrote, he wrote, The heroes, we deserve five stars. These guys watched every Lamb Before Tide movie, so we didn't have to. Great fun to listen to, and their continue the franchise segment is the best part.
0: Yeah, which is what we're doing right now.
1: Wow, very cool. Um, all right, this one's from Cup of Tea from New Zealand in 2016. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so long before we um, were as okay as we are now. <laughs> They wrote superb reviews, entertaining content, five stars. Superb reviews, entertaining content. Clearly, I don't have that skill. <laughs>
0: That's good. That's good stuff.
1: It's good stuff. All right, this one is from Randomonium Twenty uh, Seven from USA. This was uh, towards the end of twenty eighteen. This is a this is a great review. This is my favorite review we've ever got. All right. So the the title of the review is "Stop what you're doing and listening to us now, unless you're already listening, then keep on." Five stars this podcast has done more for my life than my own father ever since i discovered this pod i've been tracking my vital statistics my blood pressure is lower i've grown three inches taller and my wife has increased her her rating of our bi-monthly mating rituals from 3.6 to 3.62 she says she's considering leaving me a tip from now on If you're remotely interested in such tentpole (laughs) franchises as Earbud, Beethoven, and Daddy's Home, then this is requisite (laughs) listening. Not only will you find mounds of content because you've been sleeping on this for two and a half years, you'll get new content every week, further cementing your listening routine as you while away the hours at the job you're considering leaving. So for the sake of your father, your wife, and your tentpole, (laughs) subscribe today.
0: That's awesome. Imagine if someone happened to read that review, and then this is the first episode they listen to.
1: Wow, that'd be crazy. Why would you listen to the fan mail episode first, though?
0: Yeah, so you'd be like, oh, I really want to hype myself up for this podcast. Mm -hmm. You know?
1: This one is from... uh Richard D. Hogarth, 88, from Great Britain. Fantastic. Five stars. Light, funny, and at times a biting look at some beloved and not so beloved franchises. But the show is a blast and a must for fans of film. Mm. What an honour. What an honour. Uh, Criminally Underground. Brilliantly refreshing. Five stars. This is from Cole Levesque from Canada in 2018. In a market saturated with niche underground podcast, this show stands out as one of, if not the best podcast on the market right now. Cole, Aww. time and time again, I come back to this podcast to enjoy great chemistry between two hosts who make hilarious banter seem nearly effortless. Just like this hilarious banter, Richard.
0: Yeah. And um, we'll come which, to is, which is, is- easy.
1: Oh. Yeah. Should I keep going? Effortless Okay. It will come. To, it will come to no surprise to me when this podcast completely blows up and this review is lost in a sea of many other overwhelmingly positive reviews.
0: Very nice.
1: Still waiting for that.
0: Did you know? There's like I was reading a thing this morning that there's like six hundred thousand podcasts and like fifty million YouTube channels. Good. So like the sea of, of podcasts is a lot. You know. Because the, the but the thing was like, so come on, like podcasting's easy. You're way more likely to get famous from it. Like it was a motivational post. It's, it's not
1: wrong. It's just hard. It's still hard. Both yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this one's from Sam Mash the keyboard from New Zealand. Uh, one this is from 2016, so very old again. I think we know this Sam as well. But I'll read it anyway, just to strip any like (laughs) prestige from it. Like (laughs) this is our friend who left this review. Uh, One of the best Kiwi podcasts out there, Kiwi comedy podcasts out there. Five stars. This really deserves to get a much wider distribution because it is one of the best podcasts I've heard come out of New Zealand. I feel weird saying that it was one of our friends.
0: Yeah, really. Um,
1: really removed any kind of.
0: Yeah, really kind of ruined that one. eh? All
1: right, this one's from. God Strong three sixteen 316 uh, from USA. Wow, this is, this that, is
0: from the year 316. That's no. long before we were good.
1: No, it's from 2018. Oh. says, this is good as. Five stars. Are you looking for great insight into films, movies, and the process that goes into them? Well, this podcast is all right. <laughs> Two or three blokes get into the finer things of the industry And keep the laughs coming. You'll either leave with more knowledge than you expected to come away with, or a deep understanding for what noises Alex, that's me I guess, I don't know why he's calling me Alex, um, can make when he's proven right about an argument they had for five minutes, which feels more like a you thing anyway.
0: Yeah, I don't think you've ever been proven right about an argument.
1: (laughs) And if I have, I wouldn't have made a noise.
0: Yeah, whereas I would have, you know... Unhinged my jaw and let out like a banshee-like scream. <laughs> um,
1: and don't mind the length; just pop on the podcast on your way to work or have a cup and and have a couple of Kiwis talk shop for the next week or so. Do you like hour-long rants about how Mamma Mia Two should never have been made and is ultimately a complete disgrace to musicals everywhere? Great, tune in to hear that and stuff like that. Keep up the good work, boys, and know that your stuff is good. Stuff sounds good stuff out of an American radio. Is good. Stuff is good. So those are all the iTunes reviews we're going to read. Cool. If you want to leave one, please do, and please write us five stars. Let us know. Um, you know, a a general review can be much more interesting than a single comment, which is what the rest of this episode is going to be, mm. because it's like a, you know, I don't know. All right, we do have one Twitter tweet that I wanted to read out that wasn't um. <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't associated with an episode but it's from uh, at the average AVG Joe so average Joe uh, at Popcia, don't remember which one of you recommended Nando V movies but thanks it's taken up most of my afternoon it was me you're welcome yeah? Nando V movies for all the <laughs> traffic we're sending yeah you away. why don't you
0: send someone our way you jerk
1: Yeah, I tweeted Nando V movies yesterday to say he came up with the same idea as me uh and we did for the fantastic beast podcast which truly i'm not saying you stop you know i'm not there's no bad blood it's kind of a bummer when someone who's way way more big than you are um says an idea you also had um and i kind of just wanted to reach out in a way to be like i agree with you and also please acknowledge that i agree with you and he did Uh, and more people liked his reply than
0: the original (laughs) tweet well of course
1: yeah Alright, on the 300 episode, so we're going back a wee bit, uh, on, on YouTube, so this is for 300 and 300 Rise of an Empire, Maisel Olmese commented and said, this was a great episode. I remember the masculine hype for 300 and advertisements for the sequel, mainly how ridiculous the horses looked on the boat. Yeah, ridiculous. horses look ridiculous on the boat. Um, and she also said, as someone with metal in their body, I found Richard's comments hilarious oh
0: <laughs> this is just gonna be a podcast of of this isn't it just like well, oh yeah i kind of remember
1: yeah uh and we replied are you a cyborg and they said more like a pin cushion so that's pretty funny
0: do you remember what i said at all
1: uh probably just something about zex having heaps of piercings oh
0: yeah that's right um, don't,
1: don't, you just turn your back to the to the <laughs> microphone and then said that.
0: I'd like I turned my head back, but um, I turned my back forward.
1: On the Austin Powers episode on YouTube, Tim Table One Two Three says regarding regarding Austin Powers Four, Mike Myers is sort of like Edward Norton and Wesley Snipes, where he's where he's hard to work with. So studios pursue other bankable names f- over him for potential projects. Love Guru probably bombing didn't help. Oh, bombing probably didn't help. I didn't know that. Did you hear about Mike Myers is apparently hard to work with? No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know Edward Norton and Weasley Snipes are.
1: Well Weasley Snipes goes to prison for tax evasion, so <laughs> that's that his would thing. be really he, annoying in the middle of It's the not season. like
0: he's been to or he's going to. He's he he goes. He that's goes his thing. regularly. Every he just day, doesn't do his taxes
1: like, <laughs> and that's what he goes to jail for um ruin commented on lost Powers and said fantastic episode apparently mike myers is an absolute nightmare to work with so we're revealing (laughs) i should have read over these to create some kind of narrative (laughs) i just copied these um also i saw a documentary on hbo once that made him seem very disconnected and a bit delusional uh anyone ever listened to mike check is the documentary on mike myers being crazy called mike check
0: um or is that like a podcast I don't know, the, um, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, Mike Check is the only intensive Mike Myers-themed podcast on the web, baby.
1: That's a good title for a podcast. Shout out to Mike Check. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I, this is interesting, this this part of the podcast turning into slandering Mike Myers. It's a shame if he's difficult to work with. I would have thought the opposite. I would have thought he was quite a delightful and, and... if anything, I thought with. he
0: would be too easy to work with.
1: Yeah, like he would come on the podcast because it's just so easy.
0: Yeah. We should ask um, him. At Mike we, Myers.
1: We made a a video based on the Austin Powers um, podcast called True Crime and Austin Powers where we talked about how the guy played random task, like tortured a woman and murdered his cellmate and how horrible that was. Um, and G commented and said, well, fuck, Austin Powers hires real villains. It isn't acting. It isn't acting. It is reality. dun dun dun, Holds pinky to corner of mouth. (laughs) Uh, Clayton Haiku says, what? That's horrible. Are there any more specifics about this? Like, was it torture by shoe? Did he kill a cellmate with prison issue footwear? (laughs) These are important details, guys. Because who throws a shoe? (laughs) Honestly. Honestly. Uh, I was very nervous about releasing that episode. I said that to like five people when I was like, is this bad taste? But no one even, it never even occurred to anyone that it was bad taste. Yeah. Maybe that's what that reviewer was commenting about. Like, you went too far <laughs> making a video about Austin Powers. And Kevin Spacey. Drive. Yeah. Uh, on Pup's, Pup Star, we got a Pup Star comment. <laughs> this is going yeah. back a while. On YouTube, Joel Goob says, I want more like this. Pretty, pretty, please.
0: You got it, baby. Here it is. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. That
1: episode was a fever dream from memory.
0: <laughs> um, yeah,
1: Lilith, remove, move Says this video was posted the day after my birthday. Shit. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Lilith! For two months ago, when you commented that referring to an episode that was about three months old by that point. <laughs> um. Alright, now we're going to get a bit meta, Richard, because on our last fan mail episode, uh, we got a comment on Instagram um, from Blunderstruck, who was the Canadian dude who reached out to us that we read out on the fan mail episode. And then later after he left this comment, he also drew that awesome piece of fan art for us of, of you and me and our beards um intertwining and he says still listening in nothing makes a boy more patriotic than hearing two men on the opposite side of the globe hum your national anthem keep it up guys get excited to get groovy next week referring to austin powers and then he put a peace sign and a shoe emoji
0: that's too far that's too because raunchy
1: who throws a shoe honestly <laughs> um yeah man oh canada this country's really great it's like america But kind of better, probably better. Widely agreed upon as being the chiller of the two countries. Well, because it's colder. But I did talk to an American once about this, and he was like, "Canada's terrible, dude. It's just a whole bunch of mountains." And now, cool. So now
0: we're burning both bridges.
1: Yep. Uh, on the next Netflix Christmas films, when we watched those, do you remember those movies that we watched? Yes, I do, and uh, I'm already Inst- getting
0: prepared for, um, what was it? A Christmas Prince Three, the Royal Baby.
1: Wow. Um, on Instagram, Jared McCulloch NZ said Prince's Switch so good, and we said if you say so, and he said sarcasm, and I said ah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on on our Christmas special episode of Jingle All the Way or Gremlins or Bad Santa movies, Ruin said, Oh yeah, this should be a fun one. And it uh, wasn't. I'm and sorry. Brent Taylor, who was actually on that episode, commented <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he said, I wish I would have known you wouldn't be playing the normal if 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 outro so- song so I wouldn't sing it and sound like an idiot. <laughs> and I said, To be honest, I think you were singing the off week theme anyway. And he said, No way, the if 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 the film franchise Fortnite's theme goes Boo Deep do Beep Boo Deep do Deep, Boo Deep do Deep. The off week theme is B Domp D D D D Ow Domp D. D D D Can you do that to the tune of the songs? Okay, so I'm guessing the film franchise Fortnite is Boop Deep Doop Deep Boop Deep Doop deep, deep, deep That's kind of it. And the off week one is <laughs> be Dom Dee 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 Dow dee dee Dow Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And I said, "Wow, well, damn, you know your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on, we made a video for Gremlins 2 being such a weird sequel. And Comrade Max commented on and said, I honestly think Gremlins 2 was a response to Critters being as popular as it was. Gremlins was a dark comedy. Critters was a darker comedy. So I think they may have just gone too far into comedy without wanting to alienate kids with added violence for the Critters Edge. It's an interesting um, analysis of Critters. What do you think of that? Yeah. I mean. I don't know if Critters is a darker.
0: Yeah, I don't think Critters is really good. Word, eh? <laughs> I um, I think about all the time how, like, my description of Gremlins 2 that oh, I was well, just like, and then, um, you know, some stuff happens. And you were like, <laughs> what the fuck? Because like, <laughs> I just completely ignored all the, like, weird shit that happens. But, you know, like, now that I think back to it, I'm like, I actually don't think I was paying enough attention to pick up on that stuff being weird. <laughs> like, well, I was just like, stoned.
1: It's <laughs> so in your face. It starts with a Looney Tunes sketch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I just think I was just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, sure. This is happening. Wow. <laughs> well,
1: and I then you guys were like, no, this is the fucking weirdest sequel ever.
0: And I was like, yeah, yeah, man. It is. Just- it is. The- it's, no, a it is. Pl- it's a is. hallmark it moment. It is. But I just think at the time I wasn't on that vibe. But um, here I am, you went, admitting it four now you're back later. on your bullshit. Yeah. Um,
1: I think about Critters often and how it's the one of the worst, not necessarily worst episodes, but one of the like worst franchises we've covered, just in terms of like how passionate I was to talk about Critters.
0: Yeah, and because it came not movies. long after or not, or like the following week as Romancing the Stone, which mm. is another like and not much professor. to say about. Yeah. Oh, Nutty Professor was kind of cool.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you yeah, know, we spoke to the writer
1: of one of them. I didn't. I meant the first Nutty Professor. Clearly the second Nutty Professor was the one. Yeah. Although even, even Chris White said to, expressed his disdain for <laughs> Nutty <laughs> Professor 2. So I feel like we're all good. <laughs> Uh we made a video from our Final Destination episode about the bell curve of nudity in that movie because there's every movie it increases in nudity until the last one when it there's none. Uh someone whose name on YouTube is a bunch of um I think Chinese characters, so I don't know what their <laughs> name is, uh commented where can we see it? Presumably referring to the nudity. Um couldn't have been more clear <laughs> we, like we outlined where, when it is in which movie yeah <laughs> you're saying where can we see it the movies the and movies themselves go to your
0: local cinema
1: yeah um okay on our interview with chris white so this was the guy who co-directed about uh american pie co-directed about a boy wrote rogue one a star wars story and um Naughty professor, uh, professor two Naughty professor two uh, Poon Lim commented and said, "Great interview, guys. Chris White is is a hidden in plain sight movie mastermind. Got to check out his new sex comedy, Operation Finale." <laughs> <laughs> I
0: actually watched Operation Finale as well. Is it good? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's 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 that kind of um Netflix because it was net, straight to Netflix in New Zealand, and it's that kind of uh sort of. What, I, what I've what i been saying Netflix should be producing, so it's things like that and, like, The Dirt, and there was a movie called The Discovery, where it's like, oh, I probably wouldn't go see this in the cinema if it came out, but it's quite a good watch. It's not bad, because mm. Netflix is, you know, kind of fallen into... It either has to be, like, Roma or The Irishman or, like, Cloverfield Paradox, the absolute worst thing. But they've kind of... They should keep digging out this niche of... Mm. Make it like even bird box kind of fits into that,
1: yeah, bird box one hundred percent, yeah, uh Maisson commented on this episode as well and said this was a great podcast, guys, cute to hear the awe in your voices, Chris was It was pretty captivating, I really appreciate what he had to say, good dude, nice agreed, we are cute <laughs>
0: mm.
1: on the we made a video from that Chris White's episode about Vicky and American Pie. Um, which is a famous moment in this podcast now. And we got a lot of comments about this. Um, And I'm not going to read all of them out, but I am going to read a lot of them I'm going to
0: read the ones that agree with me.
1: No, very few agreed with me. Um, And also, for the record, the fact that some, at least a couple people, did agree with me, in my mind like justifies the conversation existing it doesn't mean i'm right i've never even i've said this before i don't actually think that's what it was it was more like a a alternate way of interpreting the scene which i originally had before looking it up before or whatever i don't have to justify myself (laughs) um g says it does seem to be the way the scene was portrayed that the dad doesn't realize should we go over what this is referring to
0: sure again sure
1: fucking hell I don't want to talk about it again. <laughs> so basically, there's a scene in American Pie where Vicky's um, having sex with her boyfriend. Well, she's
0: receiving the tongue tornado.
1: Do you know, as well as that, this is such an R-rated comp- like thing to explain as well, because we can't just say they're having sex, because so her dad approaches the door and she yells, I'm coming, and he leaves. And the joke is that he thinks she's coming down for dinner. But Wait. I was saying the joke could be that... He's just, he's a, cool just a cool dad. <laughs> and the amount of times I've said he's just a cool dad, yeah, that's how spot. it's always
0: phrased. Yeah, um, um, it, but it's—is this an example of us going too raunchy? Do you reckon? Maybe that that's one, a good point. That like, if you look at our YouTube channel and sort by most popular, there's a lot of mm. boobies and.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what that guy's referring to as, as our clickbaity videos. But like, if we're talking about that, I'll say this up top: I'm I'm not above like putting clickbaity um, titles or or images in our thumbnails and stuff. But the thing is, is that we're not just going to make a video that doesn't that we don't believe stands on its own merits, regardless of if it's about sex or not. Like we're sex positive people, and I just you know yeah, we're we're HIV positive. We <laughs> these are videos which. Um, or clips from the podcast, which it's like, yeah, people are going to click on it because it's about sex, but it's still a, in my mind, anyway, these are still conversations that are just that stand up just as much next to our conversations about other things. Yeah, they just happen to be about sex. So, yeah, I don't know, and we haven't really been called out for that before, before, but I did just want to mention. <laughs> but
0: now we're just taking that one review to heart.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, Zorklos uh, replied to G who said that it does seem to be portrayed that the dad doesn't realize and said he would be angry and come in if he had suspicion unless he thought she was all alone and not having sex with boyfriend. With boyfriend. Yeah. Skids Live says, How stupid can you be to not realize that the dad thought she was coming down for supper. In the scene immediately before the one in question, the mum even asks the dad to go tell the daughter to come down for supper. That's the only reason he went upstairs in the first place. What the fuck?
0: Finally, Look, someone talking some sense. But Imagine if that's how um if that's how Chris had responded when we um
1: when we asked him about it. <laughs> fuck. When <laughs> but the thing is, of course the mum tells the dad to go get her for dinner, because that's his whole reason for going up there. It doesn't, it doesn't prove anything skids live. Go do some live skids. <laughs> if you're a regular listener, thank you for your... Um, listenership <clears throat> and please don't stop listening isaac mount says fuck i've been all i've been wrong all along i mean it's a bit a joke if the dad is just pleased she's enjoying sex but so be it my girlfriend will be pleased to know she was right what a conversation that must have happened that's insane <laughs> i think isaac's a um patron as well the fact so. that he
0: thinks it's funnier
1: like, <laughs> i think it's kind of funny <laughs> <sighs> Maybe the dad's just as sex positive as us, dude.
0: Yeah, but it's not funny. You're just like, oh, cool dad. He's a cool dad.
1: He's
0: just a cool dad.
1: Um, Ricard Modo says, how can you be so dense as to think he knows she's having an orgasm? That wouldn't be funny anyway. Um, John Gibson replied to this and said, different styles of humor. Not a matter of being dense, I thought he heard it and decided to leave well enough alone. Perhaps in hindsight I can see how this might have been a misinformed view given the error it was made in, but it really isn't that much of a stretch. Take that. Eric Peterson says, God, you're dense, AJ. This is Eric who was on the Christmas episode as well. Ryan Rakal says... What I always thought is that her father knows she is having sex and doesn't want to interrupt. And that is also what they intended to show, I think. Now, this is a bold comment. <laughs> You're replying is to a statement from the
0: director who's explicitly <laughs> disagreeing
1: with what you say. <laughs> hey, it's open for interpret. Imagine if he'd said that. If he was like, you know, I, I'm more David Lynch than J.K. Rowling about explaining <laughs> my art. And it's, it's open for interpretation. Uh, Mace Messe commented and said, he would have to be the coolest dad ever. I'm sure there dads out there, but, and I replied and said, maybe he was a cool dad, <laughs> which I, need, I want to start saying like a Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Or like, or Ross being like, I, we were on a break. We should have like, got
0: um. Chris-
1: Maybe he was a cool dad.
0: <laughs> we should have got um, like Chris to like J.K. Rowling, some piece of canon to um,
1: American Pie. We sh- whenever we whenever we interview creators, we should do that. Yeah.
0: now. be like, yeah, do you want to officially word of God make something canon? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that idea. That's a really good idea.
0: And then it's it's um, easy clickbait to be like, oh, it confirms that Stifler was actually yeah. gay.
1: <laughs> Yeah, but we'll be—we got to be real upfront about it when we interview these people, and be like, we want to make a video out of this that gets us heaps <laughs> of views. So can you, like, you know, you know what I mean? Not like hide it from them, not deceive them. Like, be like, we want to be like director of blank confirms this thing just to get. Can you do this? For us? Can you officially rewrite something with your <laughs> like, word of God, canon? Professor? Too. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so funny. That'd be such a funny segment to do. With our <laughs> I really like that idea.
0: Sweet. Well, now we need to reach out to them.
1: Here is um, one of my favourite comments we have ever gotten on Cold Pocket. Okay. Right, this is on the earbud episode on YouTube. Someone say, and someone named Maddie Funk uh, commented. Do you recognise that last name? Richard? Funk. I mean, it's a yep. word.
0: Yeah. Of course, I recognise it.
1: So in this episode, we talked about um, in Beethoven 4 and 5, there's a mailman slash uh, like baseball commentator who's just this really over-the-top <laughs> character. Uh, and his name was Doug Funk, the yeah. actor's name. And we, we reached out to him and we got a statement from him about... Um, like you know what it was like working on an earbud film, and he mentioned how he's working on um, a cruise line now as a comedian, and we sort of joked about being how being a cruise line comedian is a is a is like the I have a podcast level of I'm a creator, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and Maddie Funk commented and said, "I'm dying." <laughs> 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 the mailman slash announcer is my dad, and I was searching actually for maybe if someone somewhere did a video where he was. Mentioned, and is the only one i can find and i just think it's so funny and the whole podcast is hilarious someone replied to maddie funk and their name is mason funk and they said i'm the second of the mailman slash announces kids and i for one still think my dad is a fucking rock star and those residual checks have been our lifeblood for years to come thank you for reaching out to our dad sincerely the funks we replied and said, "This is hilarious! Thank you so much for both both of you for reaching out. Apologies for making light-hearted jabs at your dad. Hope you enjoy our show." Mason said, "No worries. We do the same thing. If I'm being honest, your show is very funny." Um, I said, "Thanks, friend." And Mason said, "Long live earbud! <laughs> <laughs> so Long live earbud! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wonderful." Or oh, you, want to, oh, you should it. tell the story about what happened to earbud recently.
1: Oh, the earbud Instagram. I wanted to post about this, but it was. Um, I was worried that, like, it was something more serious than what it seemed like it was. And I didn't want to, like, upset anyone. Um, but it got hacked by, like, a Turkish channel. So all of a sudden, all the um, this is the earbud Instagram, earbud Instagram official. Its its profile picture was changed to like the Turkish flag or something like that. And I watched a they started doing a live Instagram story, and it was just this dude with like a bandana covering his face, like looking into the camera, and like the comments were like "coward, show your face." <laughs> it's like who the hell is this passionate earbud fan who's like hacked standing the up Bud, for it? yeah. Yeah, and then um, someone, I think it went on for a couple of days, just them posting like, I couldn't, I obviously didn't understand the language, but it's so funny. <laughs> like little kids are following this Instagram account and it's like these Turkish flag emoji with all these statements. Um, and then uh, it ca- the, they, they got it back and they posted something, some quip about how they'd come back and then like hashtagged something about Earbud 6 <laughs> like as a joke. And I was like, you can't just do that. <laughs> you, can't you can't toy with our emotions about- like that.
0: Yeah, they should be like uh. hashtag Airbud down under, and like <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> throws up. First official confirmation from Airbud that it's a, yeah. <laughs> 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 on most disappointing uh, movies of twenty eighteen on Instagram. Six pack cinema commented and said, "You get Deadpool out of that graphic," referring to Deadpool in our thumbnail for disappointing films of twenty eighteen. Uh, look, I really like Deadpool too. Um, Same. Yeah, so I think it might have just been Jeremy who didn't like it. Uh, on Facebook, Eric says, "What an absolute joy it is to hear Jeremy's opinionated views, uh, points of view, gracing this pod once again." I would have been, it would have been an absolute waste. I would have been an absolute waste on this episode. I hate conflict. I am famous for liking most movies or finding the good in most films, or being really excited for films to come out. I am of a mindset where 50 years ago people would have been losing their mind watching Transformers. They would have been enamored and speechless, vomiting in the aisles. So let's give some of these movies more credit than they're being given. That being said, I cannot stand bad writing. Maybe that's my conflict. Ha. Huh. Anyway, thank you. thanks for passing time while I do a full day's work of insulating a crawl space. It was a real treat. Only criticism. Do four parts, 2.5 hours each. Ha <laughs> ha. Give us more. Or a four-part
0: episode well we might get that this year eh? wow wow um yeah that's um that's it because you hate conflict as well
1: yeah i don't like um what am i trying to say
0: you love agreeing with people
1: yeah i love it's less about hating conflict and more about loving agreeing with yeah
0: people. i love conflict i hate agreeing with people
1: yeah which is makes this a very difficult podcast for me but a, a great one for you <laughs> You're
0: constantly trying to agree with me and I'm constantly changing my mind so you don't. No, but like
1: my my favourite moments in terms of like communicating about film with people is when we both really like a, a film or something like that. I mean, I'll, granted podcast content is usually better when there's something wrong with yeah, the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And you can but, have a discussion.
1: Um, but yeah, no, I hate disagreeing
0: with people when it's like um when it's like a real popular film, like Greatest Show, or Bohemian Rhapsody. And I'm like, mm. I, I don't like talking about this, but it's not good. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, my God, you would love it. It's a it's a film.
1: I got into a, a heated debate with a flat earther on Facebook last night. And it's so annoying because, of course, you're going to end up there, right? As soon as you engage, yeah. it's going to turn into an argument. And by the time I stopped replying, I was like, uh, he's going to think he won the argument. Yeah. And I, w- I wanted to be like, I want to make it clear, you haven't hurt my feelings, I just don't want to talk to you. <laughs> but I, I didn't comment that. Yeah. Because it was so funny. This guy was like, he talked, because I'm, long story short, I'm in a flat earth Facebook group. <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke, whatever. I got added as a joke and I commented on something. And this guy was calling me out for being a baller, which is what they call flat earthers, what they call round earthers. <laughs> and um, and he he asked why I was there and said I should read the, the pinned post um in the group and then someone else was like i wonder how many ballers are secretly in this group to laugh at us and he said i don't think it's many and the fact that none of them speak out just proves how weak they are and i was like what the fuck you you just like i was like you just told me i wasn't welcome here for speaking out (laughs) and he said did i say that quote me like a fucking mini shapiro and i went <laughs> and looked at his at the sticky note the, the 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 sticky comment at the at the top of the group and it actually says like if you're here to debate you're not welcome here and i was like yeah so while i uh paraphrased <laughs> what you said you still said this and he was like we can do whatever we want i was like i agreed but you're calling out people for being weak for not speaking out and then also making it a rule of the group that you kick people out for speaking anyway i don't want to talk about this
0: um you know ben shapiro yeah do you know who his cousin is louis Thoreau. mara wilson Who's from that? matilda <laughs> and <Mrs. Downey. laughs> they look, yeah they're they cousins. Look very similar
1: what <laughs> what random cousins <laughs> do you think they're friends i, I don't know do you think he likes Matilda? That's <laughs> so strange. I bet Ben Shapiro loves... like. Okay, my thought process here was Danny DeVito is in and directed uh, Matilda. I bet Ben Shapiro loves Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but because he identifies with the characters. <laughs> um, on the High School Musical episode on Facebook, Michael Baston said, Really enjoyed the live show. It was a lot of fun to be a part of. Yeah, thank you everyone who came to our live show of... Um, High School Musical Uh, on YouTube Jimmy Davis says nearly 6am and I can't sleep so at least I can pass the time with this now, always nice to see an upload from you guys, thanks Jimmy Hi Jimmy Thanks, Uh, We made a video from this episode called Is Ryan from High School Musical Gay? Um, This of course being your wonderful, some of the best content you've ever given this podcast Richard Um, (laughs) like dive into the theory that Ryan is gay and he's gay with, what's his name? Uh, chad chad because they swap clothes inexplicably in a scene in a high school musical too. g says aggressively metrosexual tim tarbell123 says the weirdest thing about that scene who the fuck puts ketchup on chili cheese fries um this next comment is kind of shitty but I thought it was funny as, as like to make fun of this guy. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm going to read it out. He said, I just thought they switched tops and hats because in some sports, it's common for opponents to switch tops after they match as a sign of respect or admiration for another. But I guess Disney pushing gayness seems more likely. Isn't um, it pushing gayness? Whatever. Uh, but the <laughs> that, I didn't is, do, is that a thing? Do sports people.
0: You're asking the wrong guy, man. Yeah.
1: Um, May Saw replied to that and said, Not in baseball, so they don't switch clothes in baseball, at least not in any version of the sport I'm familiar with, and then said, I'm both willing to be wrong and loving Disney's not so subtly dropping that they just fucked hint theory. <laughs> <laughs> um one of a video that we have on the channel that keeps coming back and you know a recurring recurring one in the comment section is one we made from our like two like last Oscars about um in three billboards outside Ebbing Missouri how Woody house's character just randomly has a real hot Australian wife, and neither <laughs> the fact that she 's hot or Australian is like relevant to the plot like she doesn't need to be either of those things. Yeah. Um, and Zach Alger commented on that, said, I thought the young, hot, foreign wife is supposed to convey that there's a lot more substance to Willoughby's character than meets the eye. If you take the time to get to know him. I took their complete domestic bliss as a deliberate contrast to Mildred's hellish existence. Mildred being the protagonist of the film. Um, he has his flaws and his pain, but he accepts them and he can let go of things while Mildred clings to pain and bitterness like he, like her life raft. And then his um i probably won't read that out cuz it gets into spoiler territory for three Billboards, which you should just see i'm not going to spoil it anymore <laughs> but yeah no he so he's got a real hot wife and this guy's saying that it's to show he's carefree which like none of the fact she's australian the fact that she's hot the fact that she's like 15 years younger than him none of those things are things that don't happen it's just with the the like scene where she talks about his dick and stuff it feels like it feels very out of place and intentional but i don't know what the intention is so we've had a few theories come our way for why this could be yeah um on the lord of the rings episode on instagram art for life 42 says real good and then says can't believe you didn't mention vigo's broken toe he earned that trivia (laughs) what do you think about that did we mention that on the patreon one uh i don't know yeah so vigo broke his toe kicking a helmet there you go there's the trivia Got him. Got him. On YouTube, Ruin says, oh, snap, this should be a good one. Cheers, boys. (laughs) Cheers, Ruin. Cheers, boys. Uh, Ruin, I think we talked about this on the last um, Mail episode, but Ruin's comments are always like they're like a, um, like a, a character in an advertisement. Like a TV ad, like <laughs> promoting us. Like, oh, snap, should be a good one. Cheers, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mason Messe says, happy this was chosen. And I like your assessment of the trilogy, even if you aren't keen on it. Um, I am keen on it more so than Richard. I do. A lot of people were like, it's interesting how you guys didn't like the trilogy. And I was like, I really like the trilogy. <laughs> but um, she says, I do love Lord of the Rings and fantasy in general, but I have a Lord of the Rings tattoo. I mm-hmm. said, I asked her about it and she said, it's a line from the Lay of Lathan. One of the poems in the Fellowship that Aragorn tells the hobbits. A little snippet of it is in the movie, though only Frodo hears him sing it. And that line is, he called her by her elvish name. Mm-hmm. So things we've learned about Mace or Messe is that she has that tattoo and a lot of piercings. So.
0: Somewhere on her body. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, ben Close says, uh, this, so this is interesting he says you've only sealed your fate by mentioning big fat liar in this podcast so this was way back when we were blissfully unaware that big fat liar would be our fate and we were just talking about how it kept getting posted yeah how um,
0: fucking annoying being close <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: timar Tabor 123 says you missed the animated films by raskin bass and ralph Bakshi. yes the guys known for rudolph the red-nosed reindeer special on the super racist film called coontown um yeah i would love to watch bakshi's lord of the rings i'm I'm fascinated by bakshi but i've never actually seen any of his films um so i we've talked about maybe when we're not like saturated with lord of the rings do, watching the um animated lord of the rings movies or the hobbit and the so there's the hobbit the lord of the rings and the return of the king um which collectively tell the whole story from the hobbit to return of the king um I'd be keen to do them because they're not like an official franchise. So maybe it could be a cool off week episode Mm -hmm. in the future. Mm -hmm. People can let us know if they want us to do that. Yeah. Um, We
0: talked about maybe doing it, but I was so over Lord of the Rings by that point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) McFigroll says, My favourite bit of Lord of the Rings trilogy is that Christopher Lee was the only cast member to actually meet J.R.R. Tolkien. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool, I guess. On the Hobbit episode... On Facebook, Tyler Braley says, I saw my chance to punk McAllen and grabbed it with both hands. <laughs> do you want to recap what that was? So, people
0: can um, so uh, Ty- well, on separate nights, Tyler and I both went to go see Ian McKellen, uh do like a, a live performance, which was just like, you know, an evening with Ian McAllen. And it started with him uh, reading or like reciting a passage, the fly you fools part from, from Lord of the yeah. Rings. And then. Uh, he pulls a little kid up on stage and um, does a little sword fight with them or something like that and uh, on Tyler's night he he pulled up the the adult male Tyler Braley <laughs> and was like do you know what I've got in my pocket you know and it was the the one ring. And Tyler was like, uh, more lines. And and he was like, Oh, do, do you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um on YouTube, Ruin commented on the Hobbit episode and said, This was a great episode and a nice cathartic listen for anyone who was disappointed by these movies. Two thumbs up. Um Timar Tabor has an interesting perspective that uh if one of our patrons, I believe his name is Alexander, is listening. Um, I'd love for you to take this to heart, Alexander. Uh Tim Artabo says, To be honest, you should probably save the Pokemon franchise for when Detective Pikachu comes out anyways. So probably best that it didn't win because that was one of the ones suggested in our Patreon yeah. vote. Um yeah, and after MCU, I don't know, we might we might put a ban on um, doing you know, franchises over ten films for a few few months maybe just so that the content mill moves more yeah. consistently.
0: All right, yeah. We'll we'll um, see.
1: We'll see. Ben Close had a few things to say on this episode. Uh, so at the end of this episode, we chose between um, odd and even <laughs> over whether or not we'd do National Treasure or Big Fat Liar, and we ended on on whatever one National Treasure was. And he said, "I'm royally hurt by your random number generator because you went zero to one to two hundred ninety four. It was most likely to land on an even number. Totally rigged. Well." You got what you wanted in the end, so... Yeah. Is it, though? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know. numbers. Uh, ben said, also said, sounds like you guys are shitting on Peter Jackson for the lack of pre-production. But you know that wasn't his fault, right? He asked Warner Brothers for an extra year, but they didn't give it to him. Uh, and Ruin commented and said, I mean, it is his fault. Fa- replying to Ben. It is his fault to deliver a quality product within the agreed upon time, isn't it? And, um... I wrote, I definitely wouldn't blame Peter Jackson for entirely entirely for the rush job, though a lot of the decisions he's personally taken over ownership over of ownership of. While it sucks that the studio didn't give him enough time, he still seemed to be bending over backwards to support their choices. Um and then Ben said, Ruin, here's a task for you. Bake me a cake in ten minutes. Okay, time's up. What the heck is this? I didn't ask for mushy flavourless blob. I asked for cake. Why couldn't you deliver? Pre production is the arguably most important part of filmmaking process, and Jackson essentially no time for it. Sure it was Jackson's choice to leave Del Toro's pre-production plans behind, but you can't really blame him for not wait wanting his entire life for the next five years to be spent making someone else's movie. Um Cole Popcher, I hope you'll watch the Hobbit behind the scenes footage. For sure far for sure far more entertaining than the films themselves. And I said, Friends, please continue fighting. <laughs> and he said, I won't stop fighting until you've seen Bigger Fat a liar. Well. No, you can. <laughs> you can finally rest, Ben. <laughs> uh, on our How to Fix the Oscars episode, Laura Nixon commented on Facebook and said, I'm great. Thanks for asking. I think because we started the episode saying, how are you? <laughs> um, then said, nines are an ugly number. I do agree because we talked about how nines are an ugly ugly number. Well, oh, yeah, we my, talked
0: about Numbers and shit for ages at the start. Yeah, of Yeah, I
1: write my A's how they're typed because in year nine English class, I forced myself to write like that. When I published a poem I wrote, it stuck. Anyway, that's how far I got on the podcast. So just the start. <laughs> the first yes. five
0: minutes. That's um, good. I liked that discussion
1: regarding how to fix the Oscars. Karen Bennett says step one: give Paddington Best Picture. Step two: irrelevant.
0: He's. I mean, he's got a point.
1: I'm not. I don't. I'm not on the Paddington train. I'm going to say it. Paddington Two is fine. It's cool. It's a good movie.
0: I mean, it is the best reviewed movie of all time on Rotten. I don't
1: understand why. I think that's just a statistical anomaly, as opposed to or the the kind of the way Rotten Tomatoes flaws work.
0: Yeah, I disagree. I
1: I, I certainly don't think it's like especially incredible. Like, I don't think it's as good as. It's not one of my favourite movies or anything.
0: Uh, Yeah, see, I think it 100% deserves to be the greatest reviewed film of all time. It's just so, like, you have to be very cold and dead inside to not like that movie. Sure. And it's like, there's a 100% chance you'll enjoy that movie. You know, which is, Ron Tomatoes is like, what's the percentage chance you'll enjoy it? And Paddington 2 is 100%.
1: I agree, but that is not to say it's better than other movies. It's just you're more likely to enjoy it, I guess. I don't know. I, don't, I certainly don't dislike the film. I just wasn't blown away by it or anything.
0: Yeah, uh, I think it's fantastic, and I I cried. I'll admit it.
1: What part did you cry at? At the end. I don't remember.
0: Well, you weren't there. <laughs> Why would you remember me crying if you weren't there?
1: Ben close listen to uh, comment on how to fix the oscars instead finally listen to this app i think aj is close with the box office idea um this was in terms of how to measure popularity if that was a a um way to to award most popular film but it shouldn't just be top 10 box office performers because then you get transformers nominated for an oscar it should just be the f- best five films that reached a certain threshold for example 500 million Uh, this gives those films a time to be highlighted as the best in their market because let's face it the world's best movies will never be the most popular movies so why don't we give the popular movies a run for their money adding an oscar like this could actually encourage blockbuster studios to write deeper scripts and put more care into their craft resulting in better movies for everyone also if we're trying to slim down categories can we merge sound editing and mixing into one and just call it best sound design realistically how are you meant to judge them separately when you only have one final audio file to listen to and things like best hair and makeup production, done and it was done, and even cinematography all encompass many different people doing different jobs. So I say sound is the last category that should remain separated. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree with him. I'm not again. I'm not like an advocate for most popular film category or anything. It was more like if they want to do it, this is how they should do it.
0: Yeah, um, and I agree with Ben.
1: Yeah, I agree with him too. Craig Major says, "I've written my lowercase a's like that since I was 11. On the worst best picture winners on Facebook, Scott Curry says in 2005 they should have awarded Best Picture to Crash
0: 1996.
1: Got him. Got him. Brent uh, says, good episode, I feel like you're judging Crash's conversation on racism by today's standards. In 2005, we didn't talk about it the same way we do now. We didn't talk about it at all, really, except for the conversation around people from the Middle East that you reference in the ep. Uh, Travion Martin, Michael Brown, and Eric Garner were all alive. Black Lives Matter did not exist. Donald Trump wasn't president. The type of racism we expressed was much more subtle and less explicit than what it seems to look like today. So with that in mind, I think Crash did an okay job with bringing the conversation to the forefront even if it did use painfully undimensional characters to do it also it's entirely possible that my memory of the movie is colored (laughs) by the fact that i was 17 or so when i saw the movie in theaters that tied to that the tied together vignette pulp fiction love actually styled storytelling combined with a tackling with tackling a tough topic spoke straight to my young progressive heart it's an interesting perspective i really appreciate him going out and outing himself as a crash supporter to tell us that (laughs) Uh, On the Best Picture nominee, Cheat Sheet, Ben Close says, totally agree with Richard on Green Book. Love the movie. Don't know why it needs to have some woke message about racism. Um, Well, that movie fucking won. So there you go. And he also (laughs) commented, this was back when he was trying to make Big Fat Liar happen. He commented, a liar is born. Big Hemian fatsity. Big big fatsman. Big black co-liar. Big fat driver. Big Fat Liar, Big Fave Liar, Mentira Grande e Gorda, and Big Fat Liar.
0: Beautiful. Good stuff. Yeah. I take back everything I said about you, Ben.
1: <laughs> on the Oscars postmortem, mortem says, loved this episode on Facebook. And Ben said, well, the only one of my picks that actually came to pass was Best Picture. Honestly, I don't know if that's good or bad. Neither do we. Well, I think it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: National yeah, Treasure. Think, yeah.
1: On Facebook, Ben said, did I miss the post where you ask what your favorite scene from the movie is? Or do you not bother because you already know that my favourite scene is in the second movie when they're in London during the car chase where that old lady rear ends them and ends up hitting the back of the monster truck whose owner then decides to turn around and run over them with his giant truck. Which is a scene from Big Fat Liar. It is. Uh, and Andre said, National Treasure is one of my fave movies. On YouTube, Tim Tarbor123 says, National Treasure is not only an interesting franchise. T- I love Tim R. Tarbor. And that he you didn't know there
0: was an R in his name for so long. Yeah, I know.
1: I feel so bad. He always has real good, insightful comments. Um, National Treasure is not only an interesting franchise to talk about on an industry level, it also sort of represents that weird early to mid-2000s experimental Michael Eisner era of Disney where they were throwing everything at a wall to to find a, a big franchise. In a way, without National Treasure and Tron failing, you'd never see the Marvel or Lucasfilm or Fox Studio buyouts. What do you think of that?
0: Uh, that's a really interesting perspective. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess because, yeah, it's, a, it's about buying those studios, yeah. I was gonna say, like, they wouldn't have made something like, um, yeah, no, good, good stuff, Tim. Mm. Timmer,
1: uh, Ruin says, another great episode, guys. I reckon parts of Aquaman felt as close to as superhero fear can to capturing that classic adventure vibe um but i wouldn't love a return to the genre but i would love a return to the genre (laughs) p.s the mummy and the mummy returns both rule i agree i actually think aquaman for a movie i was lukewarm on well not luke i was luke i was more than lukewarm on it.
0: yeah you're warm you're room temperature on it
1: i was room temperature on it um that's a good point it does have that kind of national treasure vibe to it in some parts. yeah
0: there's the bit where they go to the desert and um they find the national treasure and stuff
1: yeah (laughs) <laughs> uh, on this we got an episode a comment on Scream on YouTube where Zorkless commented and said, I don't know if this podcast is streamed or not, but I like listening to them. You guys should do what pretty much it do with movies, which apparently is reacting. I mean at the moment I think Cole Popshire is focusing on a return on investment approach. So when we have enough of a fan base that people would watch us doing reactions to movies, maybe then we'll do it. I don't think we'd get enough people Yeah watching that at this stage
0: but hey if you want to watch us watch movies let us know in the comments below
1: Yeah. All right, we're nearly, we're on the home stretch now. We got a comment on um, the video we made on Rogue One deleted scenes, which did the rounds on a bunch of different news sites recently, and that was really cool. Yeah. Um. So John says, Red Letter Media thinks Rogue One was a badly written script." I somewhat agree. It's refreshing though because it's not for uh, the formulaic Star Wars story we've all seen. It was a refreshing but badly written movie. It's only good in the context of being a standout in a series of formulaic stories. Yikes. I don't hold red letter. I don't really. I'm not a big fan of red letter media, so I don't. know Yeah, if I neither. Hold that. To be
0: honest, I've tried to watch their Star Wars reviews many I times, like, and I cannot make it through them. I
1: do like the Mister Plinkett Star Wars reviews, but that I, feels I like stand a different Mr. thing. Blinket. That feels like a different thing to like half in the bag, where it's just reviews of movies. Yeah. Um. J ninety four says, no offense, but how does a relatively small channel get so many industry people? I'm assuming you have, you have connections outside of YouTube. No. No, nope, and I am offended. <laughs> uh no i don't know we just tweet people we just reach out to people you'd be surprised who listens you know uh mick Figroll says yeah man
0: <laughs> yeah man yeah man.
1: Yeah, yeah man on the toy story 2 trivia video about toy story 2 having bad imdb trivia uh bowser jr says this is for toy story one two three f it is all bull what the fuck idea is this Okay, what do you think of that comment? Uh,
0: I don't think it's very. I don't think it's particularly well thought out. Um, it's not a hundred percent a sentence, and it's. Um, Disagree, but
1: okay. Huh? Disagree.
0: And if they think if they're saying that this trivia is for one, two, three, GC is not in the first one, so I mean uh, it's not.
1: Interesting <laughs> way of reading that. I didn't think of
0: that. What? What? Well, how did you read it?
1: I just thought it was gibbering nonsense
0: <laughs> yeah well i thought they were like um this is for like right. one two three not just the second one Right, but it's like it is just for the sec-
1: well, no, second well second and third and fourth no but it was on the toy story 2 trivia yeah i know section. i know i like yeah. it on the millennium episode um we got a couple comments referring to our little thing that we put at the start about the um uh terror attacks in christchurch i thought i'd just read these out just as nice little Um, messages on Instagram. Alan Carbon Art said, Hi, appreciate it. We need little spurts of fun. And on Facebook, Tyler Brayley said, Best decision you could have made. Referring to us choosing whether or not to release the episode or not. And while we are on this uh, subject and we'll move on to uh, Light Affair shortly, um, we have got all the donations from Patreon uh, this past month and we will be giving that to the Give A Little page for those affected by the tragedy. I'll probably do that this week sometime. Yeah, and Um, it's
0: up to like... $9 Nine million or something like that. It's insane how much money they've raised. Yeah. It's good. Stuff. That's
1: awesome. Yeah, cool. Um, Brent commented on this episode, left a lot of comments. And he said Shoppery. Um Some say some say he's inserting himself into the book to get a, a more sexy time with a powerful woman. Some say he's a journalist who wrote three fiction books that were posthumously released. All we know is he's called the Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good Top Care reference. Yeah, yeah. He said, I really love your conversation about the you chose him a bit moment. What a disappointing decision. I agree. And do you think we should make that into a, a little video and release it as like its own uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's very
0: different from our usual Podvid content.
1: Yeah, and I don't think I'd release it on Facebook because I think if you saw a content warning at the start of a Facebook video... You'd probably switch it off. But maybe yeah. this could be a video essay as opposed to a podvid, and we kind of articulate yeah. oh, what yeah. we're trying to say better. Because I think that like, just a three-minute video, that's like why The Girl on the Spider's Web is the worst millennial yeah. movie. Um, yeah, I think there is a really good conversation. I'm glad you, we talked about that. Yeah, I, also yeah, said I was we like, talk- oh, is this going to
0: be... Oh, yeah. Is this going to be intelligent content?
1: <laughs> uh, Brent says, we talk about titles in this title, The Story of AJ. I don't know. Did <laughs> say that in the... I love it. <laughs> we talk about title a lot we talk a lot about titles in this title. Uh, and he said too many comments for me on this on an episode about which I haven't seen any of the entries. Holy shit, you haven't seen any of them. brett get on it. Um but jillian Flynn, she wrote a book called Dark Places. That was phenomenal. They made it into a movie with Christina Hendricks, Charlize Theron and Corey Stoll. <laughs> and it was shit. I don't I like understand. How you say
0: um Charlize Theron? All of the Charlies Theron
1: charlie's they're on um i don't understand how they took such a great source with and had such a great cast and just bastardized it on film oh there you go uh, on our episode about disney plus on facebook scott wrote has anyone done a compilation of aj saying adjacent <laughs> you say that all the time man it's a good word i don't even understand what it means fully
0: it's like it next means to. like
1: ne- next to but not parallel
0: yeah No, you're thinking of perpendicular. Perpendicular is the opposite of parallel. Adjacent can be parallel.
1: Is adjacent just a general?
0: Yeah, adjacent is like next to.
1: Right. Uh, In proximity to. Ben Close commented, regarding the vault, every vault film is actually available for purchase or rent on iTunes and Google Play slash YouTube and have been since at least 2016 in New Zealand stores at least. Bet Song of the South isn't.
0: Oh, got him.
1: I want to... There's there's some jokes that are in the zeitgeist at the moment that I kind of want to stop making. One is bringing up Song of the South when talking about Disney releasing all their films. And the other is like basic J.K. Rowling jokes.
0: G- can you give an example?
1: Of the J.K. Rowling one? Yeah. Like a lot of people are like, J.K. Rowling announces... Daniel Radcliffe was Chinese the whole time and stuff. And it's like, this was real funny when people started doing it, but I much prefer ones now that are like, um, being gay isn't a choice. It's something that happens to you when JK Rowling decides it. That's like, that's a good way to adapt and overcome a meme. Yeah. For for a a meme to adapt and overcome like antiquating and becoming. Can I just say that
0: like, I feel like I jumped on the JK Rowling hate train before it was cool.
1: I agree. I was thinking about that the other day. I've been saying there's, it for so long. There's, there's an episode of Soda Popshire that we made where you were complaining about it and you were like, you pretend to be JK Rowling and you're like, I don't care. Let's make Dumbledore gay. And part of me was like, are you like ha- telling a live stream you have a problem with gay people? <laughs> and, then, and then you clarified it. But I didn't really understand at the time, but I do now.
0: That's so funny, um, yeah. No, there's like early podcasts where I've said that she's the new George Lucas, and to look out. Like, I'm pretty sure, like as early as like 2013, 14, I was saying J.K. Rowling's the next George Lucas. Yeah, and now everyone else is like, oh, I'm going to jump on this meme.
1: That- the 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 yeah the um George Lucas, Peter Jackson, J.K. Rowling, uh, dynamic of giving the world something amazing and then coming back and making a prequel and ruining it. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's interesting as well, because if I kind of hope fantastic beast doesn't make it past a trilogy. So we have three examples of bad prequel trilogies that are all coming from different places,
0: you know? Yeah. That'd be amazing.
1: Mm, like, cause it, it is, it is interesting, I think because um, while we're just talking about whatever we want to talk about, um, if you look at something like the star Wars prequel trilogy was like an original, trilogy of like original isn't like original stories unique to film then had a original prequel trilogy the ho- the lord of the rings was a adapted um trilogy that then had an adapted prequel trilogy that sucked and harry potter is an adapted series that has an original prequel series. Yeah.
0: so now we just need an original series with an adapted prequel
1: which won't have why would that you know how yeah. would that happen? I guess it could happen. Something I remember um actually we kind of have had that with um the Hannibal TV series. And that <laughs> yeah. was that was awesome. And people like that because that series was set before the books but still had the books like in mind, you know.
0: No, but that's that's the other way around. That's still adapted originals with a original prequel.
1: You're right. So we need
0: we need someone to invent a sequel like make a trilogy of films that's set in a world post something and then adapt that thing
1: no it's no you could still do it with the the, the property can already exist right so say if if there's like um give me a, an example of like an back a, to the future back to the future right so you've got say um back to the future doesn't quite works so give me give me something give me like a book
0: uh the bible <laughs>
1: Okay, say so you've got the Bible, and you make first. What am I trying to get it to do? No, so, so, so
0: you 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 first make a series of films that are adapted, and actually the Bible works quite well. So you you make a, a like set in the world of the Bible, yeah. which you know may or may not be our world, um, and um, <laughs> like adapt- follow the Bible, and then later adapt the stories in the Bible as a trilogy.
1: As prequels specifically.
0: Yeah. As pre- like, so you do, I don't know, the adventures of Methuselah, which they are doing. Um, okay. Yeah. And then like post the Bible, which I'm sure he dies in the Bible. anyway, knows so it doesn't count. But, um, and then do, how did he end up like this? Or like do yeah. someone, do Jesus's son, yeah. the stories of Jesus's son, and then see what happened to his dad.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah. That's that's really interesting. Um, I love the idea of, of, working out that, that that all these prequel formats st- will still suck i want to do a <laughs> video essay on prequels man but i haven't quite got my thoughts together on them yet i think but yeah it's interesting stuff um all right we've got a uh, uh, half a page left here on the big fat liar episode on facebook taylor wilson said wait there's a sequel yep yep and and t- t- April t- t- joke? T- Tyler braley said what a scoop Referring to us oh, contacting yeah. the director.
0: That was awesome. That was fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> On YouTube, Ruin said, "Ah oh, shit, I saw Big Fat Liar in, in cinema many moons ago. Stoked to hear you guys talk about it. And Ben Close says, This may be the best podcast I've ever heard.
0: I think he's lying.
1: Tim Tabor123 says, Honestly, it's probably a good thing you had to watch this f- quote-unquote franchise it'll give you a good case study for whenever you do the fabled what is a franchise episode also congratulations you are now part of the big fat liar wikipedia page are we are we oh my god
0: it's <laughs> 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 frantically googles <laughs>
1: um, oh it will,
0: it'll be like um
1: someone wrote sickle, sickle and spelt sequel wrong
0: <laughs> Sickle. Oh, on March 31st, 2019, the movie-centric pop culture podcast, Cult Show revealed the third film was in the works via correspondence with the director of Bigger Fat Liar.
1: You need to reference it. <laughs> you need to hold, put a little thing next to it and link to the podcast. Should we Should we fix this up? Well, I'm going to edit it now and change sequel to sequel. Sequel, <laughs> I don't know how to put a reference in Wikipedia.
0: Uh... You, you can edit like not in the code, like in the
1: the way you'd normally look at it, which is way easier to edit. Do can can if if can we hyperlink Colt Popshire and link it to us, or does that would it only want to go to a Wikipedia
0: page? Uh, I only want to go to a Wikipedia page. You can do Colt Popshire reference and then Right. Yeah.
1: All right, well let's do that later. Yeah.
0: This is not good content.
1: <laughs> um that's hilarious we finally made it to wikipedia um on twitter bionic lantern tweeted us and said this podcast was very educational entertaining i knew about jingle all the way too but i didn't know about bigger fatter liar and sean riaz says so that was at bionic lantern this is at sean riaz says bring on the hashtag big (laughs) fat verse and the last comment we have here richard was on a little podvid we made before podvids were even a thing uh, on the Spongebob and Dead Celebrities video from, like, 2016. Sonny McWolf commented and said, Cool vid! Yay. (laughs) Yay. All right, and that that about brings us to a close for our fan mail episode for whatever month it is, April. Um, Thank you so much for listening, and tune in next week for us to be covering the MCU um, Phase 1 next week. Followed by phase two the week after, and phase three, and then uh, end game. Mm. Um, if
0: you're following along on our Instagram, we'll we post like a photo uh, as we watch the films, um, we're posting a photo a day so that it um, lines up 22 films and end game. We'll post a photo of that on release day. So it won't line up perfectly with when we release the podcasts. Yeah. So, like, you'll and- see some photos of phase two before the, the mm. phase one is released.
1: And if you want to uh, support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash cultpopsha and, um, you know, become a patron. We, we do exclusive podcasts every month, two, two exclusive podcasts every month for that. Um, and we also started doing a weekly newsletter, which has turned into a monthly newsletter, Um because we only get paid once a month for it and that felt more like a more reasonable <laughs> way to do it. Uh, and so, yeah, join on that. You can still find us on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. Um, all these places that we've been reading comments out. And please leave a comment. We will, if we start doing regular fan mail episodes, we will read out your comment if you comment something, you know, interesting. Um, and, and something interesting can be anything more than just cool vid. Um, although I will apparently read out that as well <laughs> um, and leave us its, uh, iTunes reviews as well uh, we love getting comments it's one, of, it's one of the most fulfilling parts of doing this as people um, commenting and telling us what they think and reaching out to us so please keep doing that uh, and thank you for all your comments and support so far Richard uh, hello what do you want to tell the
0: people um, look for me on Facebook
1: Add you, add you on add Facebook. Add me
0: on Facebook. And and if you're friends with AJ, delete him as a
1: friend. I don't want people to be my friend on Facebook.
0: What about all our friends that are listening to this?
1: I don't have any friends.
0: Ah, oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, well.
1: Goodbye, everybody. Thank
0: you very much <laughs> for listening. Woo! <laughs> oh, wacky. What a wacky podcast. What a high-energy, wacky, fun podcast this was. <laughs>